nice girl. You forget some real marathon man to run, you know. All the four will never deal with you. Hey, just throw me round, I'm a cute, I'm a simple. I'm a pretty smile full of beer dimple. Hey, the same girl where you underestimate. I'm the same one you are gonna rate. Best you never know. Send me all that wicked in a bed. Send me all that wicked in a bed. Never know. Send me all be mashing up your head. Send me all be mashing up your head. No, I said, look up on the face when me bubble up on my head. Watching my latte rub me spread. Never know. Send me all that wicked in a bed. Send me all that run the sittin'. The boy blend peanut, punch and banana With all roots, magnum and cassava And I tell me how much him I go harder And how much me I go ball to me madder So Tommy, you, you ready to sing this song? It's just a song that like, I made up and we just played around with it and it's become our own Can I just tell him one thing? You know what she said? Like, she just like can play the guitar One morning she woke up and she knocked on my door She goes, Tommy, guess what? I said, what, 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 what? She goes, I can't play the guitar. <laughs> I was like, come out of my room, yeah, man. Play, can't play guitar. Anyway. You ready, mama? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> this is a first. I'll be first. <laughs> And that was Tammy Chen. She has been singing some of Jamaica's favorite songs for years. Um, she has done songs with Tifa, Akon, T-Pain, Shaggy. Uh, I believe she did a song with Tessan, which you just heard her sing live for the first time. Uh, and she has been around for a long, long, long time. More than many people have careers. She proclaimed herself not being in the music industry anymore, but she also has influences in the music music industry um, because her husband is Wayne Marshall, who has one of the biggest songs out to date. So I'm going to be asking her about her journey in the music as a mother, how she treated that, and as a businesswoman, and we're going to have a fun time. So stay with me. After the break, we go right into my interview with Tammy Chen. This is the Top Form Podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur? Then come to the Zadaj Retirement Seleto Weekend 2018. One weekend of fun networking and inspiration. September 28, September 30, 2018 at the Rio All-Inclusive Resort Ocherios. Night 1, the All-White Beach Bonfire Party. Night 2, the Entrepreneur Symposium. And on Sunday, it's the Business Executives Coffee and CEOs. Tickets available starting July 14 at Fontana Pharmacy, Ocherios, Kingston and Montego Bay. Or register now at Eventbrite.com. Com. Contact 876-440-8225 for more information. It's the Zadaj Red Time Stiletto Weekend. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Top Form Podcast. My name, as you know, is J.R. Watkiss, and I have a special guest. As I said in the intro, her name is Tammy Chin. Yes. 
Tommy Chin Mitchell, no. Tommy Chin Mitchell. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Without further ado, Tommy Chin. What's up? What's up? The crowd goes wild. I know, I know. <laughs> Tommy, can I tell you? I was watching some of your videos just now, and you it brought me back to high school. Right. Like, I was uh, in high school oh, yes. when oh, these songs no. were popping. That's embarrassing. You were dancing, <laughs> you were. <gasps> I know, oh my God. It feels like it was a million years yeah. ago. It was 2008. It's not so long. Oh I was in God. high school, I was in college. I was Ten in college. 10 years ago? Already? I was in college. The, yeah. That era was yeah. me post college. Yeah. yeah. It was also pre-crazy social media. Thank exactly, God. Exactly. Thank God. How do you find that um, energy um, when you were allowed to make your mistakes in private? Oh, my God. Versus now. And even Do you then, think you would have survived? No. I'm telling you straight up, I would be a mess on the floor of a bathroom somewhere. You want to tell us some of the crazy stuff you did? No, I mean, I absolutely don't want to tell you. (laughs) But I just also know that 10 years ago, how I represented myself is very different to how I represent myself now. So things that I thought may have been, like, appropriate to post then versus now, I mean, it would just... I mean, sometimes now, Facebook has this horrible thing, which is sometimes nice, called Facebook memories. And when I look at what I posted... I love it. No, I I wake up at 12 in the morning just to find my memories. No, no. I mean, some of them are really nice, like, from about seven years ago. But way before that, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, why did I post that? That's not even freaking funny. So how do you feel about girls now who, they're now your age that you were 10 years ago or more? Yeah. How do you, do you judge them? Do you see them as, oh, you're going to regret this years later? Are you allowed them? No, man. I leave everybody to do what they want to do. But I do wish sometimes that I could just let them know that, you know... It gets crazy. It's not that serious. (laughs) Like, meaning, and, you know, I guess a part of me, I guess that's why, you know, I don't do music anymore. I'm not an artist anymore. So a part of me actually feels very heart towards them. A part of me feels very like, oh, almost like I've been in, in that position. I've been in your shoes and I know you're enjoying it now. But at the same time, you know, it's not... The complete picture of your life it's just a part of your story and so now I'm seeing a more complete picture of my life and I see how that part of my life was super important but you know like with everybody when you're going through something good bad ugly otherwise you think this is it and you think this is what life is and then you know life shows you this isn't that was just a piece of the, the puzzle and it was just a chapter and all the things I worried about, stressed about, you know, was being judged about, whatever it was, meant so much to me at the time. And I felt so, oh my God, you know, what are people going to think? And da, da, da. now I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, you didn't have any real problems. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into music? You say you're not into music anymore. Yeah. How did you, what, what was the first time you played or sang or, or entered some kind of musical field? Um, when I was about 17, I well, music had always been in my family, which is like the age-old story. I come from a musical family. Parents were musicians. I didn't come from no musical family, really? so that's not an age-old story for me. <laughs> well, you know, as long as I've been telling this story, that's how it always started. I came from a musical family. Like, I could be a robot saying that. Um, but that's the truth. I came from a musical family. Um, and I was, you know, always at rehearsals. And this, I had no desire to do music, though. I really wanted to actually pursue dance. So I'd been, I'd, I did ballet from I was two till I was 18, you know, and my big goal was to actually, you know, 
pursue dance more than music and then that changed in high school when I was like okay you know what actually I'm gonna pursue psychology I, I went the total opposite way and at my last year of high school uh, my mom randomly like was like why don't you try like a performing arts college you know it's just like two years let's see and I was like okay I'll try I applied I got in I did that for a year I loved it and realized that um I actually then wanted to be an actress just to show you how crazy this story is and then I came back home to Jamaica after a year of doing that and I was like the only way I'm gonna actually be able to do music is to do it and so I actually ended up going to Florida to visit a friend who introduced me to a producer who is now known as Washroom Entertainment who mm -hmm. done like uh, a lot washroom. of yeah and this that is when was, you were 17 that's when I was 17 and that was really the beginning of my musical career that was the first time I ever like recorded a song and heard myself back and started to write that's how I met Elaine who used to write songs for me and wow you know, I didn't know me, that yeah it would help that. me to like vocally produce and you know I mean crazy so that was like the beginning of it and I remember having a conversation with my dad and he was like you know you know if by the time you're 21 nothing pops off with this music thing like consider going back to school and I was like absolutely dad like that's the greatest compromise you could give me so yeah let's do that um but by my 21st birthday i was about to sign a deal with universal so superstar i never well not really <laughs> but i never actually pursued going back to school um maybe i should have <laughs> what's the, oh you still, can. You still I, can i know and i plan to at some point what's the 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 greatest achievement for you musically I was oh. just watching a Pepsi commercial oh. where you were breaking it down. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't even think what that would be because I never... And wouldn't the universal thing, deal be? I guess. I mean, I guess, it's, I guess I've always just been very hard on myself too and I can't... I never look at my musical career and think about any of it being a great achievement. I think the biggest thing was just that um, I felt proud of being able to produce good music. Um, coming from where I was coming from having all of this like you know stigma attached to me you know uptown girl blah 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 um, trying to do this pop thing like I, I feel proud of the fact that I was able to break through a little barrier there you know um, as a young female not just wanting to do strictly reggae or dancehall but trying to mix um, the genres together and you know so, so hold on step. you thought that your uptown dynamics and demographic worked against you yeah, it did a lot you know because a lot of people felt like you know i mean like i said thank god there wasn't social media but um you know when it got down to it there was this feeling of i don't know like i didn't belong in that world either like i wasn't supposed to be like trying to do my like a sing j or you know or there was this 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 idea that i that music wasn't putting food on my table when it was that i had a rich daddy or a rich mommy who was making that happen so didn't really matter and so you know I felt a lot like it was a world that I wasn't fully embraced in I, I didn't even feel it I feel it more now that I'm out of the music industry now is when I feel that acceptance for that time yeah which is interesting probably probably it's your personal pressures for yourself yeah maybe because you lifted the pressure yeah. then you can but really people see naturally, people love but you people naturally had like a you can't see my face but I'm skinning up my face reaction toward me you know like yeah, initially like, a like, like, a, like or like what do you do what do you really try to do um, 
or and then there was always you know that I only got signed because I was this um, light-skinned Jamaican girl or whatever it was if I was this or that and I was just like man Oh, I can't win. <laughs> so, so, so it comes down to to the side that you believed, right? Because to, yes, to exactly. me, you were a star. I Thank loved you. you. Um, Thank you. I, I was viewing you in the light of Shaggy, yeah. right. um, yeah. Sean Paul. And that was a lot of pressure too. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it, and then the the other side of that, sorry to cut you, is that when it, things didn't work out the way people thought it would, all of a sudden they were hating on that too. You know, and um, so there's two parts of it, really. And I even find that with te that happens with Tessie a lot. So, wow, she won The Voice. And then the next thing is that everybody... Tessie and Chin, your sister. My sister, sorry. Who was The Voice winner in which year? Season five, yeah. Season five I don't know of what The year Voice. what year that was. But that same love turns into like... So not now go on feel. Like, what you do with yourself? Da -da 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 -da. And it turns into like this venomous, vicious... Like So you'll have the people who will root for you all the time. But the minute things don't turn out the way other people expect it's amazing how that can be flung back on you and you're expected to hold that and if you don't have a good sense of self you will carry that around mm -hmm. and it took me years to, to figure out that that was other people's problem and not mine and that was other people's opinions and I can't believe that about myself you know otherwise I'd be left feeling like either I don't belong or that I was a failure did you ever compare yourself to your peers including your sister oh yeah when, um in your career as you were coming it's up? a natural thing to do in any field that you're in um comparison will um steal you of everything <laughs> that you have but you you do it naturally because there's a board there's a there's a field and so you're saying okay where am i in comparison to somebody else without re really realizing that your path is your path your journey is your journey and somebody else's success in an area can only be yours somebody else's failure can only be yours too you know what I mean so you're either learning how to be better or learning not to make a certain mistake or learning you know but as young women you know we're, we have this idea and, and I think it's just you know it has a lot to do with upbringing that you know we can't all win and I think that that's I want to see that change and it has changed a bit so there's a lot more camaraderie now I'm the first one to be like yo to every female artist that I'm here to encourage you regardless just because I feel like we need more of that sisterhood going on and not so much you know fight against fight against fight against or your success means my failure what would you do differently if if you were just coming into the music business and you're mm. you're 22 you're mm. 17 again yeah just coming in what would you do now that's a good question um i don't know i probably wouldn't even be in that industry <laughs> i'd have probably gone to school if i'm completely honest but that i can say that because i've lived it yeah um if i was to do it now i'd probably even do different even a more different genre of music you know i'd have probably done music that um i don't know i really don't know there's what i think there's what i'd like to think i would do and there's what i would do um I don't know that what I'd do you, go down that what, road. What do you like to think you would do? I'd like to think that I would, you know, um, make music that really connected with who I was and not so much about selling um, a package or trying to make music for a label or trying to make, you know, I wish I'd, I'd focused more on um, making music that I really and truly 
loved you know so I did love the music I made most of it um, and every now and again I'll take a trip down memory lane and listen to them I think oh okay you were you weren't too bad you know <laughs> like you I said good. I you judge myself harsh. you still are good because I, I think you, you could right now yeah. Package your songs. Yeah. Re-release them, uh, remaster them. And I, those wouldn't be the songs that, that work for me now. So there's a part of me as well that says if I ever re-entered music, I would probably be like Shadi. You know, mm. that's the truth. That's way more my Sensual. vein. Yeah. But that's you know? the mature you talking. That's about. the mature yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. But the but the seventeen year old me wasn't allowed to do that either because that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Now we're seeing a lot more young women. Like, I think about Adele and her first album at 90. You know, she's a powerhouse vocalist, so I shouldn't even compare. But strong songwriting. It didn't matter. Like, she had something to say and she said it. Um, you know, I look at, like, a Amy Winehouse. Again, another powerhouse vocalist who just... Can you curse on this podcast? Oh, you can, okay. you can, you can, you can. Who just didn't give a fuck about what all of the other people were trying to do and just did her. Like, I think there's something about that authenticity that either comes with age or just wisdom in your youth or just this longing that you can't do anything else but this so because i'm sure they they both as artists were at some point coerced into trying to be something other than they were and, and that's crazy because music business is a young people's sport yes and to really understand it you mm -hmm. have to have tertiary level thinking right, mature right. thinking yes and there is there is no school for it <laughs> exactly exactly i'm writing a book right yeah. now um my working title right. is think like an entrepreneur act like a creative huh, yeah where i'm not just speaking to yeah. music um i went yeah. to a performing arts school mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i didn't know that probably five percent yeah. of us mm -hmm. are doing, doing what yes. we studied yes. to yes. make a living yes yes, yes 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 I hear you know, that. and then there's another one yeah. percent that's like me. Yeah, who we create every day. Yeah, um, I manage artists. I write mm -hmm, books. Mm -hmm. I market people mm -hmm, like Taurus mm -hmm, Riley and mm -hmm. whoever else. I do TV mm -hmm, shows. Mm -hmm. You know, and then there's another one percent mm -hmm. beyond that who mm -hmm. are really making mm -hmm. real money. And I'm mm -hmm. talking art school graduates mm -hmm. because the majority of people who study art or mm -hmm. do art mm -hmm. didn't go to school. That's right. They just. Well, it's funny you should grade. say that because my very early introduction to a performing arts school would have been Kathy Levy um, with Little People. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that a massive percentage of us from that time actually did go on to do something in the arts, mm -hmm. whether it was on stage, behind the scenes, singing, dancing, lighting, um, directing, writing, whatever but, but it was. That's the, and, and that's commendable. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a good point mm -hmm. too. Persons who start studying art early, early yeah. end up going in the field. Absolutely. But persons who go to art school, like colleges, right, right. those Once are the graduates on. who... Yeah. When they finish and start scratching their head like, yeah. did I really want to do think, this? I think so much of that had to do with who our teachers were. And they connected us deeply. And, you know, the ages between, you know, 7 and 16 are so impressionable. Form your opinion, yes. And if yes. you have, like, great teachers. Like, I had the best dance teacher ever, which is why I kept dancing. Or Who's that big girl, man? It's Cerise Johns. She's not mm -hmm. even, um, she's not in Jamaica anymore, but she could very well be listening oh, to Oh, yeah, she, she probably. Um, but Kathy Levy had a huge impact on me. I see her now, and I feel like... I have this huge, you know, respect for her, but more so like she lit a fire in all of us that 
you know can't be out and, and I, I come in contact with those people all the time and see them across the world doing what they do and it's because of that impactful moment and it's like you know Tess and I went to to we went somewhere the other day and we saw her and we thought to ourselves how do we create that impact for young people now what is available how can we make this mm-hmm. a reality because it had such an impact mm-hmm. on us more so than anything else had done and it prepped us for every professional moment thereafter you know we were the f- we were not late we're early for things we're not you know just simple things that so many artists like take for granted or think is cool like no when it comes to certain things we are there so that you know? that early discipline early discipline yes. your life decision yes. which is probably why you're one of the yeah. the one percent who got to deal with university yeah, yeah yeah now would you advise any young artist male or female to take a record deal and that's totally up to them they have to know what they want for themselves and every deal is different in quotation marks um <laughs> but for me it was never the right thing and even for I can I don't like to speak on Tessan's behalf but even for her it wasn't the right thing if you if I think it's always you know nowadays you don't need a label you have the internet which is like the biggest tool now maybe you don't have the marketing people to be able to but you can make an impression to the point where once you get to that label situation maybe it can be a better situation for you as in build up your, build yourself up first as much as you can so that, so you, that you partner have, with the label absolutely and that you have a leg to stand on um but if you're not a strong business head find somebody who you can partner with to do that because it's actually 95 percent business mm-hmm. and making a lot of those choices it's a lot of politics it's it's a lot which is what the art school should be for which is what it should be for yeah you know but then they'd probably never be able to sign anybody anymore (laughs) (laughs) no but 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 um art this should be a business course Mm -hmm. not just on Mm -hmm. how to be a hustler oh you'd have to go every year to do a refresher because things change constantly as well you know um you are the Mitchell on your name is yeah. from your husband, yes. Wayne Marshall, yeah. who has my favorite song Aww, right now. I I'm think, glad. and I'm going to interview him at one o'clock today. Oh, you do Maybe lie! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said he had an song, interview today. That's I was funny. listening to the song, and I was c- categorizing it. Mm. There's "Welcome to Jam Rock," mm. there's "She's Royal," mm. and there is "Lord I Pray." Wow. Those that's three nice. songs, and I'm getting chills just wow, talking about nice. it right now. That's nice. Those three songs brought and are bringing a yeah. lot of healing yes. to Jamaica. Yes. I was watching the video. I don't know who wrote that script. I'm yeah. going to talk to him about yeah. it. Um, but the song is such a powerful song. Yeah. You can't just find a song like no. that no. in the streets. No. No. What was happening? And I'm talking, I'm going to find yeah, out from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But from your perspective, what kind of spiritual awakening you contributed to to bring that song out <laughs> of him and, and where are you spiritually yeah um to inspire that because i know the power of a woman right. to, to create an absolutely art. um you know i wayne and i met i want to say well we met years and years and years ago. We were friends long before we came together as a couple. From Marshall was in town. Yeah. Well, actually, I wasn't <laughs> friends with him from Marshall in town, tell you the truth. Tessie's the one who even told me about him. I was like, who's in Marshall? I don't get it. <laughs> um, anyway, 
we had a very strong spiritual bond and you know i think people when they hear spiritual they think oh you're christians sure, or yeah. you're this. it was way more than that um we speak the same spiritual language in the sense that you know wayne was one of the first people to really challenge what i believed about christianity about the bible about you know all of the stories that have been told and he kind of really was the one who forced me to figure out what I needed to figure out and still figuring out by the way um, so spiritually we are very entwined very we understand where the other is coming from um, I think what a lot of people don't realize about that that this whole glory to God thing is that you know it's coming out of a place it's coming out of his valley so to speak and you know every artist I've said before always kind of and not just every artist every person you know they kind of visit the valley a little bit where is their downtime where's the time where you may not see them like you know mashing up the place or you know writing the book or doing the movie um, and he honored that valley space to be able to get to this place you know and I always say you know you, you in that he time honored the valley space yes yeah, you can't fight that space, That's you know. So yeah, you, you should become a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but he, you can't fight that time and space that comes that asks you to be still, and asks you to just be quiet, and asks you to do nothing. In the moment, it feels like what is going on. I've done this and this and this and and I can't see it. I can't see how this is gonna come together and make sense. And I think you know my role as his wife and spiritual partner more so in that time was to keep saying listen honor the valley i love that be still it's okay you know um oh everybody needs a test huh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> just to be like you know it's it's so easy and i'm not saying that there were moments when there was frustration and we were like you know going at it and feeling like oh my god what the heck you know um but the point is that in those moments like you know and he's done it for me so many times where we can just look at each other and say okay things aren't working out like we thought something is happening and i think once you have your perspective on something is happening and i saw the moment it started to happen with him he started to record again he started to write again and i just saw this little flame just literally become this fire and i'm gonna be honest when he came to me with glory to god i was like nope mm -mm, not this song no please no because you're going to be categorized as mm -hmm. this person trying to do this thing oh it's bigger and, it's bigger than anything now i can tell you right and i was so worried about him getting closed into mm -hmm. you know Oh, this one system and, and, and I was really worried about that and so the wife in me was like you can't do that no 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 I don't want and, and, and your fear as a partner is always I don't want anybody to ridicule you I don't want anybody to it's like it's like your friend you're, you don't want anybody to be mean or to you know have a reason to pick on you or this and this and that but he was so steadfast in what he believed about this song and I never forget that day in the car he was kind of angry in that day because he was just like I can't believe you're not seeing what I'm seeing but I was so busy trying to unsee that because I couldn't see what he was saying and he told me everything the song would do in that car ride and I, I live to tell you that that has really happened Wow! and so and his big I remember him using a word that day and he said conviction 
and he wasn't even gonna let me throw him off of his conviction that day and I'm so glad that he was so strong oh he's a leader strong in spirit to do yeah, it yeah. yeah and sometimes that leader it serves me to have him as a leader and sometimes it downright kills me <laughs> but that's the thing about yeah about that um I, my last question to you is as you maneuver your next steps right. into life um do you see yourself starting a school uh, maybe to, to yeah. show people and I know you have a, a yeah. spa yeah Here, you can plug a it salon and spa I don't um, have to <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do that yeah, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about what's happening <laughs> um, as you progress the lessons you learn from music yeah. um, how do you see that assisting with the greater development of the world in Jamaica well I'm and, glad and you yourself. said that because anything I do I mean I may not do anything to do with music in fact my visit with that career has made me really want to use my voice in another way mm. you know um, I really love people I really love helping people I really love talking with people I really love these conversations I really love you know things like this this is this is what feeds my soul so my whole thing moving forth is how can I feed my soul and serve others around me so I may do a podcast, I may do, write a book, I may, you know, but I don't know that it would be centered around music, if I'm honest with you. Um, I'd love to see it change, but I don't think I'm the person for that, you know? If you should ever write a book, what, what would be the name of it? I don't know. I have lots of, lots of like book what's ideas. what's the theme of your life? <clears throat> the, the theme of my life? Yeah, what has been that theme? Service. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I would like it to. And people think service is just service to another, or and, and a lot of times it is, but um, meaning outside. But I think about even the last 12 years of even being in service to my own family and being able to do that, even with my clients daily. I think a lot of people undermine the value of being able to serve another person, you know, and what joy that can really bring you. I talk to so many women every day, and I'm able to, you know, sit with them go through figure things out especially young women like that to me being in service that way would mean so much to me for the rest of my life and those are the things i remember so this segment is called the prowse questionnaire where i'm just gonna throw okay. words at you uh-huh. and you just tell me okay what comes to mind power e that's the word uh love wonderful way marshall love children Everything. Music. Loaded. <laughs> hair. Nails. <laughs> uh, Tessan. Best friend. Family. Everything. Money. Um, well, I don't even know what I think about money right now. Well, how, how would you want to die? Peacefully in my sleep. Barrington Levy said he wants to die on stage not playing me. the soccer. Not me. <laughs> he wants to just be on stage playing the dollar wine and no, his black. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to be really old. <laughs> and if you should <clears throat> come back as somebody, who would you want to come back as? Or how? Ah, who would I want to come back as? I'd actually want to come back as one of my kids. Jeez. I'd love to have, uh, see what that's like to have that. <laughs> I'd be Jackson or Atlas. I'm writing a book. I'm writing yeah. two books at the same time. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. 
I'm writing as my oldest son yep. talking to me. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's a wonderful, honest concept because talking as him made yeah. me so honest. Very different. In, in all my Very different. Yeah. And the last question is dun, 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 Jamaica. Love of my life. Thank you so much. Thank you too. You're definitely a top performer. And this has been the Top Form Podcast. Thank you.